six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley the fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trapsense 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Quote, we've done a few game plans the last few games that we've never done since I've been here in terms of just trying blitzing. We tried rotating a little differently and you can see it. You can see that sometimes we aren't sure where we need to be, but I think the good thing going forward is we've got a little bit of everything in our package, end quote. That was Fred Van Vliet discussing some of the Raptors' strategies in recent games, and that sets up the way that the Raptors will be playing moving forward for the rest of the season. Raptors fans, this is Trap Chat Alley-Oop 3.29. I am Mikey Charlie. And your Toronto Raptors are 53 and 23, currently second place in the NBA and in the Eastern Conference. They are four games back of the Bucks. They are six and four in their last ten, and on a two-game winning streak. We will, in this episode, run back the last three games the Raptors have played, including the excruciating yet exciting at the buzzer loss to the Hornets, 115-114. The Raptors crushing of the Bulls 112 to 103 and then the absolute destruction of the Knicks 117-92 tonight. Then we will kick it to the jump where we look forward at the upcoming games which will be the Raptors playing the Bulls in Chicago on Saturday, playing at home versus the Magic on Monday and then playing the Nets next week Wednesday in Brooklyn. And then we will talk a little bit about some unruly comments made about the most improved player race. Uh, we'll talk about Jody Meeks coming back with the Raptors. And we will also talk about Jack Armstrong's special achievement. Let's get right into this with Run That Back. This is Trap Chat Alley, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Hey Raptors fans, be sure to check out the All-Star Gasoline Trap Mix. Good day for us and a tough day too. This is our opportunity to thank Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, Greg Monroe and Malachi Richardson. These guys. mixcloud.com slash trapd95 to listen now. Yeah. 
Let's get this started with the 115-114 loss to the Charlotte Hornets. This is only the third Raptors game of the season where they had a full lineup available. Everybody was healthy and there was no load management. So this is a game you had hoped the Raptors would come out full force and show their full power and potential. However, once again, the Raptors failed to play a complete 48 minute game. Looking at the game flow, the first quarter was good. They started off well, got off to a nice lead as much as 12 points, but then the energy started disappearing in the second quarter. Charlotte, who was fighting for their playoff lives, definitely showed that. They carried the lead from pretty much halfway through the second quarter. Throughout the, the rest of the game, for the most part, the Raptors managed to grab the lead back a couple times, one point, two point lead. And in the fourth quarter, Charlotte seemed like they were about to run away with the game. The Raptors made a, an incredible run to get back into it and actually take the lead. Coming up to the dying seconds, final play. Raptors up to ball, inbounded to Jeremy Lamb. Siakam played some great defense, knocking the ball out of Lamb's hands, actually. Knocking it back beyond the half-court mark where Lamb recovered the ball turned fired up a three that went in the air forever the buzzer sounded the ball was still in the air end up glancing off the backboard and straight down the hoop for the insane win for the charlotte hornets they deserved that game the raptors did not deserve to win that game so end of the day the basketball gods probably did the right thing there the raptors they seem that they feel they could get away with giving just enough effort to get the win, but especially going into the playoffs, you cannot play like that. You have to play a full 48 minutes. Every minute out there on the court, you have to give your full energy. You have to dedicate and focus yourself on winning the game, playing the right way, making the right plays. Don't give an inch to the opposition, no matter how good or how terrible they are. That's how the Raptors have to play. So hopefully this game, amongst many other games throughout the season, will show them they need to really put that pedal to the metal. Looking at uh, some of the stats from this game, Kawhi Leonard had a nice uh, outing, 28 points, nine rebounds, three assists, 10 of 18 shooting, two of six from the three, six for six from the free throw line. Siakam, 23 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, which is a great line as well. 9-14 shooting. He made his only 3-point attempt and was 4-4 four for four from the line. Marc Gasol had a nice game, 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Van Vliet, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Lowry had a pretty quiet game, 7 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds. End of the day, though, as a team, the Raptors did not get the ultimate task done. So, again, hopefully this is the ultimate learning experience, however. Moving on to the next game, which took place on Tuesday. The Raptors took on the Chicago Bulls, and they led this one wire to wire, finishing with the 112-103 victory. The game was really not a contest. The Raptors built the lead from the jump 
and they kept expanding it pretty much throughout the second half until they brought in garbage time guys the largest lead in this game was 21 points they maintained a lead over 10 for the second half up until the very final seconds of the game so this is a game that you want the Raptors to play, especially with the competition they'll be facing throughout the rest of the regular season. Raptors shot 49% from the field, shot 43% from three, perfect on free throws, 16 of 16. Their assist numbers were 28 assists, which is pretty good, it's decent. Turnovers, however, 15 turnovers in this one. That's not a good stat. It's not a number that you, you like to see. Um, in the previous game, I should jump back for a second, the Charlotte game, they had 13 turnovers. Still wanna work on that a little bit. And they gave up 14 offensive rebounds in the previous game, which is not a good number. On this night, they gave up seven offensive rebounds, so it's not too bad. They were all rebounded as a whole, but that didn't really matter because the Raptors just had this game in hand. But they have to be cognizant of getting those defensive rebounds and closing out those offensive possessions for the opposition team. Looking at individual stats, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry both had 14 points. Leonard also had five assists and four rebounds. Lowry, six assists, two rebounds. Ibaka had 16 points, eight rebounds. Norman Powell led all scores for the Raptors, 20 points with three assists and three rebounds. He's been regaining his form as of late. He's been coming in off the bench and providing solid minutes for the Raptors. We're gonna need him to be like this moving into the playoffs and that will definitely increase the Raptors chances moving forward especially if he can anchor that second unit from the backcourt moving on to last night's game against the Knicks where the Raptors completely routed New York 117 to 92 this was another wire-to-wire -wire game for the Raptors where they held the lead the lead steadily increased, very similar flow to the Bulls game. But in this one, the Raptors, I would say, were even more relentless in terms of controlling the pace and controlling flow of the game. They ended up shooting 45% from the field. They again allowed 14 offensive rebounds. They shot 43% from three. So those numbers were pretty good. And they only had eight turnovers. So those numbers you can live with despite the, the high offensive rebounding numbers. They actually allowed New York's rookie to go off, especially on the rebounds. Mitchell Robinson ended up with 19 points and 21 rebounds, which is quite ridiculous. The Raptors had trouble keeping him off the glass and hopefully they'll be able to <laughs> do the best that they can against prolific offensive rebounders in the playoffs moving forward but if you gauge this personal performance then that's not super promising so the raptors are gonna have to find a way to handle such situations looking at the raptors stats pascal siakam dominated this game 31 points five assists five rebounds keep in mind that Kawhi leonard was not in this game for load management and also OG, towards the end of the last game, he got hit in the head trying to draw a charge. He's now currently in concussion protocol, so he missed last night's game as well. Hopefully he will get well soon. 
Fred Van Vliet had 12 points, 8 assists, and 3 rebounds. Danny Green, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Jeremy Lin had a, well, he had a decent game, I guess, at the end. 12 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, but he played a lot of garbage time. He didn't look good earlier in the game. He actually bricked a wide-open 3-point shot off the side of the backboard. Hopefully, he can still build his confidence moving towards the playoffs. I don't know how much of him we're going to see in the playoffs. That really depends on where he's at by the end of the season. But hopefully, it gets better. Serge Ibaka had a double with 10 points and 10 rebounds. And once again, Norm Powell played well, 11 points and 3 rebounds. Let's look forward on the jump. Trap Chat Alley-oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Yes, the cow. So you can find us everywhere. iTunes, the Google Play Store, basically anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. T-C-A-O. Search hashtag T-C-A-O. The cow. Alley-oop. Daddy Mark, Mark, Daddy Sopa Kata make you jump. The Raptors travel to Shy Town for an almost instant rematch against the Bulls on Saturday. As you know, the Raptors had just defeated the Bulls on Tuesday. The Bulls are currently 21 55 well eliminated from the playoff race they are currently just trying to play out the rest of the season probably try to spoil a few teams aspirations for the postseason but the raptors do not fall in that category so this game is pretty much more practice for the raptors these games till the end of the season are live practices for the raptors and they're treating it as such even with the strategies, they're just trying to focus on specific aspects that their opponents do well and try to counter those aspects while implementing some of the sets that they want to run for the playoffs. However, the game on Monday against the Orlando Magic, who I believe are currently sitting in the eighth spot in the East, that will be a good test because the Magic are still fighting for their playoff lives. They're trying to, first of all, make the playoffs and second of all, get as high a seed as possible. Orlando's actually one of a handful of teams that the Raptors may face in the first round. The other teams include Brooklyn, who they play on Wednesday. Charlotte, who they actually will be playing again on Friday. They played last Sunday, obviously, the buzzer beater. Teams also include the Detroit Pistons and... The Miami Heat, which the Raptors will be seeing in the last home game of the season. As I just said, the Raptors will be playing the Nets on Wednesday. They are currently in the seventh seed, which means they're set to face the Raptors if the playoffs started today. Nets are 538 and 38, as the Raptors have played or have seen previous in the season. They're a team that can definitely beat the Raptors. They have, I believe, on two occasions this season. So the Raptors cannot take these guys lightly. This is another good test because it's a team that is currently in the playoffs. So they have definitely some good things going for them. And the Raptors will hopefully 
play up to their potential and take this game seriously and tune up for the playoffs. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Let's start off this last segment by talking about Richard Jefferson and Tracy McGrady. Now, Richard Jefferson, he's a guy that I've never liked. I don't like his demeanor. I don't like things he talks about. He's a talking head, but he's not a knowledgeable talking head in my opinion. So it doesn't come off as too much of a shock for me, his train of thought. But T-Mac, I'm disappointed in. T-Mac, come on, man. Like, come on, really. These fools were on ESPN talking to Rachel Nichols and Zach Lowe about the most improved player award. Of course, who's in the running and who should win. Zach Lowe said and brought facts saying that Siakam is a no-brainer to win this award. And this fool, Richard Jefferson, came out and said that D'Angelo Russell should be the most improved player because he was the leader of a 25-point comeback. And he's claiming that Pascal Siakam doesn't have as much pressure and he's on a better team, therefore he's not the most improved player. Come on, man. And then T-Mac has the audacity to back him up asking how much has Pascal Siakam really improved. He's saying has he really improved or has his role just expanded? Like come on you idiot. Come on man. Really? Look at some of the facts here. I'm not knocking D'Angelo Russell because he's having an amazing season. I've said as much on previous episodes of Trap Chat Alley Oop actually that I admire his maturity this season. How he's grown and become a solid and productive player on a team where he can actually lead this team in the Brooklyn Nets. So I do recognize D'Angelo Russell's improvement and where his game is right now. I, lo- I actually love it, man. I-, I'm- I love the fact that he's matured from his first few seasons in LA and it's great to see where he's going and where he's headed, where he is now and where he's headed. However, we're talking about most improved players. So we're talking about the player from last season to this season, how much they've improved. And if you look at Pascal Siakam, a guy who was a sometimes a role player with the Raptors last season, to now being a full-time starter, and at that, scoring in double digits, hitting game-winning shots, he's the go-to guy when Kawhi is out, averaging career highs in pretty much every statistical category. He's now a three-point shooter, whereas last season and previous, he was not. Now he's hitting 35-40%. How can you not pick Pascal Siakam? And I forgot to mention, he's doing this on an elite level team. So he's doing this on a team that has other high level talent, but he's still shining. So how can you not put him as most improved player? D'Angelo Russell, yes. He has carried the Nets team who has had injuries to some key guys. Without D'Angelo Russell, the Nets would not be in the playoffs for sure. But that's not what the award is about. The award is not awarded to the player that has carried his team into the playoffs. That's not what it's called. It's called the Most Improved Player Award. And that is Pascal Siakam this season. And it's not even close. It's not even a debate. So 
Richard Jefferson and T-Mac, you can get that garbage out of here. I'm using a Jack Armstrong proverb. And speaking of Jack Armstrong, shout out to Jack because he's won his third consecutive Canadian Screen Award for Best Sports Analyst. And if you ever heard a Raptors broadcast with Jack analyzing, you know why. He's the man. Third year straight. Jack Armstrong has his catch lines. He has a quirky but fun energy about him. He is a former coach. He's a former college coach uh, at Niagara. So he does provide a lot of technical analysis of plays and strategies and just the game in a whole. He's very knowledgeable about basketball and even things outside of basketball. So shout out to Jack Armstrong. Well deserved. We love you, man. We love the whole broadcasting team, but Jack Armstrong, he's he's the MVP of the Raptors broadcasting team. And that's why he's won his third consecutive Canadian Screen Award for that. Another quick note for the Raptors, they have signed Jody Meeks for the rest of the season. And yes, he is playoff eligible. And this is due to the fact that he has not signed a multiple season contract. So he's under contract until the end of the season, whenever that is for the Raptors. Hopefully that is after the playoffs, so late June, early July. Jody Meeks, he is a good, solid shooting piece for the Raptors. They call it the break glass in emergency piece. You never know when you're going to need another shooter in the playoffs. There might be a key moment, a key stretch for the Raptors or low leg a little bit. And they need to inject some energy so they can pull him up off the bench into the game. And hopefully he does what he's here for, hit some threes timely and help the Raptors win a game or two in the playoffs. They still have one more open roster spot. So the Raptors will most likely fill that in with a veteran for the playoffs, but that remains to be seen. However, I do like how the Raptors are looking overall. Again, of course, they have things they still need to work on. Uh, defensive rebounding their shot selection from three has been a lot more improved recently so that's good to see I think just getting Marc Gasol and Jeremy Lin and Jody Meeks a little bit more cohesive with the regimes and the units that the Raptors have is one of the paramount objectives for the remaining season but overall the Raptors are looking very good. Uh, I'm not too concerned, nor are the Raptors, uh, the coach and everybody else, the players. They're not too concerned about that number one spot, that number one seed. Milwaukee pretty much has that locked up being four games ahead with what, like seven, eight games left. That's not that much of a concern. I think the Raptors would want to have home court for pretty much every other team though. So hopefully they get that win total high enough to outpace all the teams in the West. And I think that will be a very good spot for the Raptors. I'm not overly concerned facing Milwaukee with them having home court advantage in the playoffs. Milwaukee is what the Raptors used to be in my mind where they're that team that gets that regular season number one spot, but then they don't have that playoff experience yet to take them into the finals. So I think the Raptors are that team in the East. I really believe they're coming out of the East and going into the finals. So the Raptors have to gear themselves up and prepare for that run. Raptors fans, you know what it is. Trap since 95, Trap Chat Alley-oop. For fans, for better, for worse forever. Peace.
This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at T R A P D 95. Yeah.